everyone, and welcome back to another Fresh Brewed episode of Lattes and Lasers. I'm Amy Cant, and I am joined here by my fabuli- fabulous, fabulous co-host, Holly McKig. Hi, Holly. Hey. Here we are, episode three. I can't believe we've actually made it this far. Even, we're improving even more. <laughs> even with that mess up on the intro right yeah right i mean we could record it but at this point eh. right hashtag professionals (laughs) (laughs) i'm finally starting to feel like less of a guest intruding on something um right you know like intruding on this party or whatever and feeling more like comfortable with the process and look if you're watching on video, my mic looks like, well, first of all, it keeps like disappearing, but that is looking like it's just like, it's just hanging there, <laughs> hanging there, whatever. It's fine. Don't worry about it. You know what? I like that you can see it. I need to find my old boom stand and set mine up, but my table's so wobbly that like, I may have to hook it up to another table. So I don't. Yeah. I, I have it in a rather inconvenient spot for yeah. normal use. So it's right. probably a situation where I'll put it up for record days and then yeah. take it down. Or maybe I'll hook it onto the other side of the desk. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. We'll figure it out. We're making progress every week. I, I'm I'm pretty pleased with how it is. Again, we think we may have fixed our background issue. Yeah. We'll, we'll, fi- we'll find out once we get We'll going. find out when we hit stop and <laughs> right. take a look. First off, apologies. I have a little bit of a cold, so I'm trying not to sniff. I told Amy, I said, I'm sorry to make your editing a little bit harder, but <laughs> we're going to try my best. Um, yeah. So uh, before we get going, we did want to say we did figure out a schedule. We we know yes. now what we can and can't do. So we've kind of found a groove, which is really cool. But we decided that we we're going to stick with a winter and summer schedule with 10 episodes each, yes. which I think is doable for us. So it's not yeah. going to be like an all year, every Wednesday, the whole year. We're going to do 10 episodes in the winter, 10 episodes in the summer. It just <laughs> sort of works for our maker business life. <laughs> right. Because know, that's, yeah. that is our money maker, right? And we yeah. don't want to impact that. We're both spending quite a bit of time like editing, yeah. web stuff, social media, prepping, right. writing scripts, um, all of that. And so we want to make sure that this is manageable for us. Yeah. Um, especially yeah. since it's not bringing money. <laughs> Right. No, right. This is a service we want to give to the community. Right. And so it it's gonna, I think, work best for us. Yeah. So now you know. Now you know every Wednesday. (laughs) And we've got this is the third, so you'll have, you know, a few more left to plan for. And yeah. It looks like it'll be running through like the beginning of April for releases. So that'll be good. Yeah. Perfect. You know, we know with a new show, now our listeners are catching up like people are s- still hearing the first episode while we're recording the third so that means like our recording schedule isn't always going to meet up with feedback so right. we're a little slow to get some of that feedback or to share your feedback so expect you know a little bit of delay between when we record and when we may respond to your feedback in our first episode, we did talk about Facebook groups, right? Community forums, Facebook groups. We haven't got a ton of response back from that. I was really a little surprised, but we did hear from someone and 
they asked us about how you would combat that negative Facebook culture because we didn't really provide like a solution, if you right. will. I, and I think that's a fair feedback. I did hear from, I do remember seeing a couple of comments that were okay. like, thank you. Like, I am so sick of how clicky some of those groups yeah. get. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you guys seem cool. I think this is going to be more my jam. It's hard because we do have a Facebook group that we are admins on for the Laser Collective, and we don't have any of the drama or the right. mansplaining or things there. And right. I think part of that really just comes uh, from the start, the ground rules that you set for the group, and then how the admins or moderators enforce those rules. Correct. Right. And the way that they enforce them. And I think that can really contribute to the culture of the group. I think in those real big groups that sometimes it's kind of just hard to keep that from happening. Um, right. You know, it just, it kind of gets to that point where it's just hard to manage, but you know, we do a pretty good job, I think with ours, but our group is not very busy, which is part of that. And I think that helps, <laughs> you know, like we try to stay on point. We try to set the ground rules and make it right. But what do uh, you, our listeners think? Like, what would you suggest? How would you suggest going about trying to combat that negative culture, et cetera, you know, it's going on. Part of it, I think is like a, maybe as podcasters talking about it, you know? Right. Just kind of like bringing up the subject. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think some of the, those people who are always going to be there, the mansplainers yeah. or the you're wrong. They, yeah. you're, there's no possible other way of interpreting a solution for this. Those people just aren't very self-aware and that's not something no. you can fix no, or no. police. Right. No. It, it's so hopefully we can just help people maybe. Yeah. Understand how they may come off in some of the groups. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Agreed. Totally agreed. But we'd love to hear from you all again, even though that episode was our first episode, you can still come in and let us know what you're thinking. You know, our, our job kind of, well, it's not really a job. This is kind of a fun thing for us. I hate to say right. job. And I, I made the little analogy a couple last week or something to Amy that like, look, we're just planting the garden and you guys can like water the garden, if you will. Right. It's so cheesy <laughs> and cliche, but it's true, right? right. So yeah, so if you want to head over to our website, lattesandlasers.com, if you click on the contact area, you can fill out a form anonymously. So if you don't want your name on anything, you can, mm -hmm. or you can go to the episodes blog where we have the video and the audio and a little summary, and you could leave a comment there and that might have your contact information on it, but you know, it's up to you, however you want to do that. So yep. Absolutely. Or comment on any of our social media posts. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, we'd love to continue the conversation um, beyond airing, right? Correct. So, Amy, what are we drinking this week? Holla! Holla! Yeah, um, we are drinking Stumptown Coffee's Holler Mountain. It's pretty good. I'm enjoying yeah. it. It's, it's a little more bitter than the one we had last week. And I think I really like it. <laughs> Again, bitter like me. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was funny because I, I went on their website. Um, mm -hmm. actually picked this up at my local Target. So you can get it at your Targets. And I but, I um, bought it on Amazon. Right. So it's it's so. pretty much everywhere. 
Um, I have a ground coffee. I think Amy got a bean, so she had to mm -hmm. grind hers. But I did look on their website. You remember how we're talking about like notes to describe coffee? Yes. Do they do that? And they do. They, they do. Notes. I was like, yes, we got something. I right. love the tasting notes. Some of their notes are that Holler Mountain delivers a burst of citrus and berry jam, uh, yeah. rounded out with notes of creamy caramel. The Stumptown Roasters uses direct trade sourcing creating solutions for sustainability challenges in coffee producing communities. So that's, you know, kind of, you know, a little bit more of that coffee with purpose and yeah. ethics. Uh, they are certified B Corp, which is a designation given to businesses that have passed a rigorous assessment and are deemed to be operating at the highest standards socially and environmentally. So big props to Stumptown Coffee. I actually added the new Chobani creamer to mine oh. and it's okay. It's, it's okay. It's not, I don't know. Verdict's out, you know. Yeah. Again, I'm drinking it black to just totally yeah. get, like I said, I, I feel like it, it is, it's more bitter. Yeah. But again, I, just, I don't think that's bad. No, I taste more of that citrusy berry. I think that's yeah. why it might have that bittery kind of yep. feel. Is that more citrusy kind of thing? I do taste that. I like it. Yeah, I really, really do. Um, so shout out. <laughs> Stump down. We like it. Yeah, yeah. And we love the name Holler Mountain. Anyway. Yeah, I just want to be like, holla. <laughs> uh, look, if you guys want to buy us a cup of coffee, it helps support us as far as helping us pay for mostly the distribution software to get this out there on all the platforms that yeah. makes life a little easier for us. Um, all you got to do is head over to lattesandlasers.com and you can click on the support link. Um, there's also various links throughout the site where you, it says buy me a coffee and yes. there are multiple, I think it starts at like five bucks. It's cheap. It's, yeah. not that big. it's not that big, but if you do that, we would love that. Yes, yes and, absolutely. And I think we've, we've had some great Donors, yes, we have. Uh, we want to give a big shout out to a few more folks who have already supported us. Abby, Anne, Mara, Emily, you guys rock. Uh, yeah. We thank you for helping us buy this week's coffee. Yeah. Um, we appreciate it. And as Holly said, um, you can, you know, give us as little as a couple bucks. Um, but we also are open to folks who are in the maker industry who maybe want to sponsor an episode. And so yeah. we have those um, options as well. Yeah, we're not quite like at the big advertising game yet because we right. don't have that many downloads. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. And it we can throw you in mid-roll and talk about whatever you need us to talk about. If there's something yeah. you want to do there. So um, this week, our first topic is something that's often I think overlooked as an aspect of self-employment and that is focusing on the mental health and yeah. the challenges of burnout. I mean, it's yeah. definitely not smooth sailing, Holly, is it? No, it's, it's not, <laughs> you know, I think about like the hustle, you know, mm -hmm. how am I going to make ends meet this week or month? Um, you know, just doing too much, try to take on a lot so that you can make ends meet. Mm -hmm. Um, there's also that imposter syndrome that I think a lot of people go through. And I don't think it's just limited to newbies. I think it's also big in, in people who have been established too. So um, yeah, there's a lot of facets to mental health and, you know, just being a small business. Yeah. It's, it really is a juggling act. You know, we 
are hoping to keep our podcast more like lighthearted, but we also feel that addressing topics like this is a really valuable thing. Um, Even if it's just to get the conversation started a little bit more in the maker community. And so I think, you know, let's share and learn from our journeys. Uh, So Holly, if you want to maybe share a little bit about how this has impacted you. I like that we can share that for sure. Yes. I tend to be the kind of person who keeps a lot to myself. A lot of those problems and things like uh, they'll just build up in my mind and build up in my mind. I won't talk about it very much. And then every now and then like, I'll just like blow up or I'll have like a mental breakdown or something, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, because for me, you know, my biggest thing is just trying to make ends meet, right? Mm-hmm. Self-employed. There's no second income coming into our household. My mom is here. I help support her as much as I can. She supports me in helping me with the business. So, you know, I feel like I tend to do a lot. Like I'll take on a lot. And this year was one of those years where I was like, I'm going to say yes. And I'm going to do this and this. And I did say yes to a lot of things. And I think a few weeks ago, it just kind of came to a head where I, mm-hmm. I had just a little breakdown where I ha- I just was like, I can't, I couldn't, I couldn't see like the light at the end of the tunnel, you know? And so I just had to like, uh, you know, I, I, I don't do it very often. It's pretty rare when I do it. Um, Cause like I said, I keep a lot of it to myself, but when I do, oh, you know, I, I go through the whole, like, I'm going to let people down. Someone's going to get let down. I'm not going to be able to finish it. How am I going to get paid? You know, but what's crazy is that if I just take things one step at a time and I make a list and I start working through it, I'm like, oh, that wasn't so bad. You know, like I I, I allowed myself to spiral enough to where I didn't give myself a chance to really just, you know, breathe through it one at a time. You can't do it all at once, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm my own worst enemy when it comes to that. I will really beat myself up if I can't get something done that I told somebody I was going to do, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. Now, I don't think I've ever let anybody down, but I get those feelings like I'm going to let somebody down. I may be late a couple of times, but, but, I'm not, <laughs> but I, I try my best to always just push through it. If that means working extra hours, mm-hmm. working through a cold, <laughs> you know, right. like, doing it. That's just, that's in my nature and, and who I am, but yeah, mentally it tends to be, um, it could take its toll on me sometimes. And like I said, it's rare, but when it does, it's like, I got to stop everything. (laughs) You know, I think that is definitely, um, one of the challenges with self-employment is that relying on yourself piece. You know, I, you know, you said you tend to keep things pretty close to the vest and I'm a little bit of the opposite. I'm an oversharer. I always am. And I am not always very self-aware of how much I am sharing. (laughs) Uh, People be like, whoa, Amy. (laughs) But I've also been very open about uh, my own mental health struggles. You know, I see a therapist every month. I'm on medications you know, I'm a firm believer that it's okay if your serotonin is store-bought. Like, it's okay. To me, it's no different than taking a pill for high blood pressure, right? right? You do that to keep your ticker going and you got to keep your brain going right too. Right. And at 41, I'm going through the process of trying to get diagnosed with ADHD. Like, (laughs) I'm dealing with lots of things in the mental health arena right now. But I think for me, 
it really came to a head in regards to being a small business owner when I got laid off from my full-time outside of the house job last fall. My mental health took a really, really bad hit. I had a lot of feelings about my own self-worth, a lot of anxiety. I mean, it's been four months now and I'm still dealing with a lot of it. Um, I know. And, and I, I know. And I remember when you told me that that happened, I immediately was like, what can I do to help? And that's, that's and I the appreciate person, it. And that's the person that's kind of who I am. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, what can I do? You know, right. like, and, and when it happened, I obviously was very upset, but at the same time, I was, too. I, I was yeah. 100% in shock. I was like not feeling much of anything because I was in that fight or flight mode. I only got a two week severance. And so I was like, I need money coming in in two weeks. Yeah. So I contacted you and you were like immediately, Amy, start selling laser files at the Laser Collective. And I was like, yeah. mm, thank you. Yes, Holly. Yeah. You know, I started bumping out more products in my own Etsy shop. I contacted a friend and client, a website client about attending her um, small business sales boot camp. And I attended yeah. that, you know, I was just like, reaching out to all the people that I knew could help me kind of figure out something. Um, And so since then, I truly have been 100% self-employed between Etsy and freelance web development, um, web design. But it's it's hard. And like you said, it's not like you're working normal business hours. As much as I try to, I know we both have things set up like here are our official business hours for Etsy or for our clients, just so people don't expect us to respond to them at 9.30 at night. But you know, the fact of the matter is, especially when things are really busy and we have a lot of orders, you know, you're working the normal business hours that everyone else is working. And then after dinner, you're working another four hours because otherwise, how are you going to get all these things out? And you don't want to let your customers down. You want to make sure you're staying on top of everything for your Etsy star seller status, like we talked about last last yes. week and the anxiety about that. But also because you don't know, you don't have any guaranteed money coming in at any guaranteed interval. It's like, I got to hustle as hard as I can while this is happening, because I don't know what next week is going to be. I don't know what next month is going to be. Like, you can look at trends from years past, but truly, like, you have no idea what that's going to look like. So it's like, I'm going to ride this trend while I can and bank that money. Because again, am I going to be able to pay the mortgage or rent or utilities or buy groceries? You know what, Amy, like... I feel like you and I are, we have the coping mechanisms to to do that. And there are people mm-hmm. out there who just, it just stop, put stops them in their tracks and they're, mm-hmm. they can't get to that point, you know? And mm-hmm. so there are so many levels of how it hits you, you know? And absolutely. And I think yeah. I, I told you about this, but I was working so hard from like October through December because I got a lot of last minute rush orders for Christmas because the product I sold, another seller sold a bunch and then canceled everybody's orders like a week before Christmas. And so then they all came to me 
And I was like, I wanted to make things happen for people. But, you know, so I was doing all of these rush orders with like overnight shipping and all of that. And so I worked my tail off in December and I knew that come January, things were going to be slowing down. So I planned on like slowing down, not working quite as hard in January. And there came a point mid-month where I legit just had a couple of sloth days. I don't know how else to describe it. I didn't have much I had to do. I did the minimum and I just kind of tried to veg out, relax, you know, watch some trash TV, um, you know, but I truly needed that. And I remember telling my husband, like on the last day when I came out of the sloth mode and I was like, I finally took a shower <laughs> and he goes, okay. yeah, I, I figured you had a mental health thing going on and I was just going to let you kind of work through it <laughs> unless you needed something. And I said, I appreciate that <laughs> awareness, um, and ability to just kind of let me figure out what was going yeah. on. But after a couple of days, I was like, okay, I'm good again. Yeah. Relatively yeah. speaking, you know, I mean, yeah. again, I'm taking my meds. <laughs> okay. So last week I do want to quick point this out. The, these, the sticker um, is from an artist on Etsy. Um, she has her own shop, Gem and Cozy. I'll link to it. She has a lot of like mental health related stickers. I and it. I think these are so cute. But anyways, yeah. I think, you know, it's important to take those mental health days and that's something I did even when I was like working full time outside the home. Like mental health is just as important as physical health. Absolutely. No, it, it is. It can be quite the challenge. That's for sure. So we did a survey. We, we put a survey out. We, it was kind of a last minute thought. So it wasn't out for super long. Um, we yeah. asked everybody via social media if they were interested in filling this out. It was for small business users to just kind of give us their feedback on how mental health affects them as small business owners. The results were really good. I really was impressed with them. I mean, they, I don't know how many total we had. Do you know? Uh, 17 responses 17. in a couple days, which is pretty good for especially for a, a brand new, new podcast. Yeah. yeah. And we'll be sharing a link to view the results in the episode notes for this episode. At a high level, some of the things, the trends we saw, you know, the first question was, have you uh, experienced mental health challenges as a result of being self-employed? And 70% of the respondents said yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, it's a scary thing to get into and it can certainly affect you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think that kind of leads into that second question, which was, how does that impact your productivity? <laughs> and 35% said it significantly decreases their productivity. And 53% said it somewhat, somewhat decreases. Right. So that's a lot yeah. of people saying it impacts their productivity. If you don't have like the support, if you, especially if you're a one person mm -hmm. show, there's nobody else helping you and anything. I can see where it could get really, really hard. And like I mentioned before, we're all on different levels with how we handle that. And so yes. some of those people I'm sure get stopped completely in their tracks and that can be devastating. Mm -hmm financially, Absolutely. Just, you know, everything. So, well, and yeah. I, I think, you know, like you said, we both are lucky in that you have your mom who helps yeah. out with your business. My husband helps out with mine. And I think that takes a little bit of the yeah. pressure to get everything done. 
is like, I know if I'm really overwhelmed, I can say, hey, buddy, I need you to help me stain some wood or the toddler keeps bugging me. I need her out of my hair for an hour. You know, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, can you do that? And yeah. that definitely helps. And yeah. so to have that extra person who can help you, I think is really good. Yeah. I don't know what I do without my mom. She does all my packaging and shipping for me. And it's one, it's one thing I don't like doing. And so it's nice to have somebody who can do that for me. And she does a really good job at it. I'm sloppy. So it's good that she does it. I'm a sloppy packer or whatever, you know? Hey, <laughs> you she, know, it, that's good though. Yeah. And yeah. You can be a little more polished yeah. and then you have someone to blame if something gets packaged. Yeah. Oh, I'm Wrong. sorry, my packaging folk. Uh, folks messed, oh, up, messed up on that. I blame everything on shipping. Not her per se, but right. I just, on that, that role, role, they don't really know that. <laughs> but oh God, my shipper did that wrong. She's oh, like, I'm so thanks. sorry. She's like, thanks, Holly. I'm like, no, I don't mean like you. I'm just meaning like the shipper. <laughs> it may have been me. Right. Exactly. But nobody needs to know. I'm, I, I'm wearing all of the hats. And that's yeah. part of that anxiety and pressure to do all of the things, right? Yeah, yeah. One of the other questions we asked in the survey was what kind of support do you find the most helpful? By far and away, family and friends was the number one in there, followed by professional support and then peer support. You know, we had other questions about like, what are some of the techniques you use? Lots of people saying therapy, exercise, medication, playing with my dog. I get that. Yeah, there's nothing I like that. that just like repetitive petting that just soothes mm -hmm. me. Or, or if I need to go lay down, like, come on, Walter, you're coming and we're laying down. Yeah, and we're we going to go snuggle. We're yeah. going to go yeah. snuggle. Let's burrow yeah, under the covers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it totally helps. Yeah, I find it interesting that um, not a lot of the ther going to seek therapy was not like the biggest response. And mm -hmm. I wanted to touch, touch base on that as being a self-employed person. You know, sometimes insurance issues come in, especially mm -hmm. if you're in the, if you're listening to us from the United States. Um, a lot of times our insurance just doesn't cover much of that. And so it's kind of a um, it's kind of a sad thing, actually. You know, you and I both volunteer for our sororities and mm -hmm. my sorority's philanthropy is mental health. And so they do provide us with an option to use online therapy, which is kind of a nice you know, Absolutely. thing. And I, I like that we've evolved into that world now where those opportunities are for people. And so if you don't have insurance and you can afford just a little bit, some of those options are out there for people as well. So we can put a link to a couple of those in our, in our post as well, just if anybody's interested in, and maybe looking into that, because maybe that's your first step, you know, just right. getting something simple, a $20, a, a a chat visit with somebody to talk um, through it can kind of get you going. So I know that a lot of those different um, apps or sites allow you to like basically date a bunch of different therapists until you find one you jive with, which yes. is, I think, a very key and very important. Yeah. You have to find someone you trust and that you feel comfortable with and yeah. that it can take a while to find you know, how, how much do you want to be pushed? Yeah. Or, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And I, I agree. I think it's great that there are more virtual options now. And again, some of those work came out before the pandemic, but if, if that's one thing that the world figured out was yeah. 
virtual. the opportunity for virtual visits. Yes, yeah. because just leaving the house for some people is anxiety is enough absolutely. and hard enough. You know, high high anxiety and hard enough. And I think having those options, if it can get you started somewhere, it's just it it's it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. It's it's but less it, time out of your day because you yeah. don't have to again get dressed up, leave the house, get in your car, park in the parking ramp, go to the, you know, I, I've done virtual therapy exclusively since um, COVID and, and my therapist's office is like 10 minutes from my house, but yeah, it's It's just easier because we can just hop on. I can take an hour break from whatever I'm doing, hop on chat, you know, and I think the one of the big things is recognizing yeah when you're having one of those moments and figuring out whatever coping mechanism works for you to get through that and you know there's no wrong answer for that no it, whatever works for you is what you need to do my thing is more or less like sometimes laughter is my thing that i need some brainless laughter like just nothing and so I know how cliche it is to say oh I saw that video on TikTok but sometimes it's just that mind-numbing scrolling of funny dogs or the squirrels or just any dance weird funny dance I mean I can just like laugh and think that is like the best gift to us sometimes it's just Mm -hmm. silly people just helping me kind of like just like put it out of my mind let's just do something that doesn't take a lot of brain bandwidth and just kind of numb my mind a little bit and get me through it. So it just can be that simple sometimes. Absolutely. You know? And I often do that before bed because it helps me just Same. kind of like slow things down, Same. start Same. like processing the, through the day. Yeah. Um, right. You know, and I think truly though, one of the big things is figuring out what that balance is between work and your well-being right that we're you know and we're all in this together and so if you have any comments you'd like to share about how you deal with some of the mental health challenges of being a small business owner whether it's finances uh, uh product or like order management all of that kind of stuff um let us know Write a comment on our site, shoot us an email. We did find a couple of different articles from like Forbes about mental health and small businesses. So we're going to add some of those links into the show notes as well. We'd love to hear what you're saying, what you feel, um, just to kind of keep the conversation going. Because one of the things that we have gotten much better at as a society um, over the last handful of years is regarding the stigma around mental health and it's okay to talk about it. So we wanted to start the conversation. I think we did a good job. I hope so. (laughs) I guess we'll find out. We we may have totally missed the mark and people let us know. And that's we want the feedback. Tell us. We need you to let us know. Yeah. So like on a lighter note, um, I know we've covered a pretty heavy topic, but, um, and one of the things we haven't really touched on since we've started this podcast is anything creative, which I kind of want to do more of that. Um, and so I thought like, let's talk about like what's trending in the laser industry right now. Cause I know a lot of our listeners in the maker industry are laser people, but Mm -hmm. I think this can also go into other maker things that are 
looking at more like seasonal and stuff, seasonal items and that kind of thing. Yeah. So, and, yeah. And I think that is then, you know, that's for anyone, you know, using a cricket or a silhouette or jewelry. I mean, lots of different crafts, right? Woodwork, woodworking and yeah. Ceramics. You're following some of the different seasonal trends, right? Right. Um, so I see a lot of people pushing Valentine's stuff. I mean, I'm doing it too, but not very hard because yeah. it has not historically been a significant income for me. I mean, uh, there is a Valentine sign that I sold probably a dozen of last year, and I've yet to sell one this year. And that's yeah. the thing too. Some things will do great all the time. And then others, it's like you get one year out of that design and that's fine. Um, you know, I, I have a handful of Valentine's things, but I'm really just focused on Easter and teacher appreciation right now. I have a couple of Easter items I've been working on and testing out or ones that I made like late in the season last year because um, I wasn't thinking far enough ahead. And so if they yeah. didn't get any traction, um, I know something we'll be talking about in a future episode is how to work the Etsy algorithm in your favor. Mm -hmm. And with SEO, and part of that is getting products out there two to three yeah. months ahead of time so that it can start to build some of that SEO juice. And so that's what I'm trying to do, get some yeah. of that Easter and teacher appreciation stuff. You know, I've been testing lots of new designs that I've been doing, both for my maker shop, but also um, files that um, we'll be selling at the Laser Collective. You mentioned the SEO thing and that kind of thing. And, and I didn't really have this in my show notes, but definitely am thinking about products that don't do well and sticking to more niche down topics that yes. are products that actually work for me and making more of those types of things. So historically in the past, I've just been like most people who try to like, let's see what this trend does and this does. And just because it does great for so-and-so doesn't mean it's going to do great for me. And so mm -hmm. I'm trying to eliminate a lot of that stuff right now. It was a good time for me to look at that and analyze and get rid of things that don't do well for me and just really niche down to what I'm offering to people. But yeah, that that's definitely something we want to talk about in the future. But I do a lot of wholesale uh, for one of my businesses. One of my businesses, I say that it's, I have one business, but I have a couple of shops, right? So yeah. I have two niche down shops, right? And so um, I've been doing a lot of wholesale. I'm already selling Easter to my retailers. So working wholesale means I have to have enough time to get my product made for those wholesale, my retail buyers. So they have enough time to get it in their shops and start marketing it. So I really have to work ahead of time. So I'm already doing that. Um, which kind of brings me to the whole thought of, I wanted to share is like it, how frustrating it can be trying to work ahead. And you have all these laser file makers who aren't really working ahead of the game. And so trendy stuff kind of comes out too late for me. So I don't even bother, you know, right. I'm probably done making Easter at this point. I don't think I'm going to make anything else new other than I have one shop where I make a couple of things new, but I'm really not going to go into like, I'm going to introduce all the basket tags and I'm going to do it because mm -hmm. it's just historically for me, it just hasn't always been a, a big enough impact for me to just really focus on it. So um, I'm ready to start moving on to teacher appreciation and yes. stuff. <laughs> you know, that did really well last year. And so <laughs> I know it works well and it's kind of part of the niche I want to stick with. And so, and I've actually have already been selling quite a few teacher items wholesale that I think have done well enough for me too. So it pleasantly surprised to start seeing that selling already. So that's kind of where I'm at with like what's hot right now. Um, so I work, I'm really trying to get into that four to six months ahead of a seat of seasonal yeah. 
thing. It's and hard. I'm just happy that I'm in the like two to three months. Like I'm making <laughs> progress. It's hard to try to get ahead. But yeah, teacher appreciation was my big, my most profitable products last year. Um, and so I've been also working on just prepping some of the generic pieces for those, getting those yeah. cut, painted, so that I can do production faster, so I can stay right. on top of orders. Um, I haven't really gotten into wholesaling yet. It's something I would definitely want to do. So I'm trying to focus on, you know, my own retail piece and teacher appreciation and starting to think about graduation things. Yeah, graduation, um, yeah. Yeah. Like gift card holders, um, you know, try, my God, what do 18 year olds want? I don't know. They want money. money. So that's why I'm doing like gift card holders. But I think those are some of the big things I know I'm working on right now. Like you said, as like file designers too, it's hard yes. to try to stay ahead of those trends, right? Like, yeah, I know you, we're, we're seeing a lot of people now buying Easter stuff, but I mean, we're still selling a lot of Valentine's stuff. A lot too. of Valentine's stuff. In the Laser Collective, we're selling quite a bit of Valentine and we are selling, starting to really start selling Easter stuff, which it's historically, it's been a pretty big seller for me, laser file wise. And I know this, however, I know, I know that like I've slowed down making laser files just because mm -hmm. it's it's time consuming because, you know, in the past I used to make files and I did mock-ups and stuff. Mm -hmm. And now I do physical product where I have to photograph. So you have like the making it, the assembly, the photograph, the, you know, list. So it's a lot more work for me to do it that way, but I feel like it's more appreciative of the customer. So I feel like truly it's a better quality design because you've yeah. actually made it and you go in and you tweak things like yeah oh in practice yeah. that didn't quite work out so I yes. need to update that file but then we're able to give a little bit more guidance to the customer yes. on how to assemble it or some tips yeah. um and I think that's what sets certain file designers apart okay. is yeah. that hey I've actually made this yeah. here's a I know. physical product <laughs> yeah exactly yeah so if I can put that out there for like you know, file, file makers or makers in general out there, you know, getting on that train of kind of working ahead of the game, you know, like I'm, I'm starting, let's see, this will air the week of Valentine's, right? This episode. Yeah. Um, and I'm starting to see like suppliers this week, sending out emails about, we have a sale on these colors. They make great Valentine stuff. And I'm thinking, Dude, I am not going to buy that from you because I, it doesn't help me. It's not just like, it's in everything vendor wise you might buy, you know, that you might engrave on or add to like your jewelry or mm -hmm. acrylic and things. It's too late for me. I'm not going to do it. So I needed that back in like December, November, December, you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. If I could like, if I could just put that little out, that thing out there for everybody to like, who's in those worlds, like start pushing to us sooner. I think mm -hmm. it'll help, you know? Well, and part of that is getting a calendar together of yes. some of the, all of the big, you know, religious or secular holidays or events or times of year. Cause like, right. you know, um, end of the school year or start of the school year, isn't necessarily like a holiday, but people buy gifts for teachers at both of those points, plus Christmas. So you got to make sure that you're thinking about that. Yeah. And truly, like teacher appreciation 
that week is like the first week of May, but I know I'm already starting to sell products for end of year teacher gifts now. And for me, that ran through mid to end June last year. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I had something that was pretty popular at Hall- for Halloween that sold quite, even well past Halloween, it sold quite a bit. And I found that getting the supplies I need was really hard because everybody was last minute buying those colors or what have you. And I'm like, I know this year <laughs> I'm stocking up early. I'm going to get like, oh. you know, a lot of that ahead of time because you know I I don't want to run out because of those last minute like promotions and things that that vendors are doing so yeah if you're a vendor and you're listening to this definitely push to us sooner we need it sooner and Mm -hmm. I know how annoying it is to walk into a store and be Mm -hmm. like it's it's Thanksgiving but you see or not Thanksgiving it's Halloween and you see Christmas stuff or yeah. it's Christmas and you're already seeing Valentine stuff. I know that's annoying from a retailer standpoint, but from somebody who is a maker who depends on vendors to get the supplies they need um, our time, you know, to market that and get that out to you. Um, we just have to work ahead. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. you know, it's a hustle and we got to stay on top of it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Share your thoughts with us. We want to know what you think. Visit us at lattesandlasers.com to leave a comment on this episode blog post. Message us um, through the contact form. Hit us up on social media. Again, you can do it anonymously. We really want to foster a community where it's a safe place to share what you're doing in your business and to get feedback and help from it. So if our opinions speak to you, good or bad, let us know. I think as we close today's episode, uh, we really hope that we've shared some good insights with a little bit of inspiration and we hope you'll stick around. Yeah, we do. We thank you for going on this little journey journey with us. We, uh, you know, we, sometimes we don't know where it's going to go, but you know, (laughs) that's true. (laughs) But remember, you know, whether you're tackling like your challenges, your successes, et cetera, I think finding the support you need is probably the best thing you can do. And, you know, our job here is just to really hopefully inspire people. So, yep. And help. And next week, uh, we're going to be talking about, trademarks, licensing, infringement, um, and dealing with all of that as makers. Uh, I think it's going to be a pretty great topic to cover. And it's something that I believe a lot of makers don't think about. No, like they don't. Someone says, ah, can you make a Mickey Mouse XYZ? Nope. Mm, I don't (laughs) mess with the mouse. I'm just telling you now. I do not. Disney, I will not mess with you. Do not come after me. Do not. (laughs) Okay, do not. <laughs> it's going to be a good topic because I think a lot of people don't realize how many things are trademarked and mm-hmm. what they're doing wrong and not even things that are just trademarked, but like infringing on other designers' IP copyrights. And yeah. It's, it's, I just had that, this, you know, and it was like, oh, yes. Okay, you know? And so it was, we yeah. were like, you know what? That's a great next topic. Yeah. And I think it also plays into the whole licensing thing, which is yeah. a process you've recently gone through. So yes. we can talk a little bit about that. So yeah. be sure to come back next Wednesday um, for that sip happens uh but so does creativity so yeah Mm -hmm. 
yeah, until next time, uh, we were working on some closers and we love this one. <laughs> Tell us what you think. May your lattes be strong and your lasers even stronger. Stay buzzed, friends. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> So cheesy, but like, hey, we had to come up with something. We had to come up with something. Tell us what you think. I think, I think we should just keep doing them because they're funny. Just try. Yeah. Chat GPT we gave us a whole lot. <laughs> we can talk about Chat GPT in another episode, but I definitely think it has been helpful, but it's also been silly at the same time. We yes. love it. Anyway, um, we'll right. see you next time. Bye, everyone. <laughs>